Welcome to the podcast of Reverend Roger Titrico, the resident pastor of the Redeemed Evangel Church Hall and also the Deputy General Overseer of the Church, a Bible believing in a fast-growing, charismatic church with the mandate to make people prepared for the Lord. Now, today's message. Put your hands together for Jesus. You are putting your hands together for the Lord. The giver of life, the preserver of life. Put your hands together for him. Appreciate him with a clap offering. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. For many of us, it's been a long time we heard the preacher and the voice of the lion. For some of us, we've just heard of him. We've not seen him before. For some people, he's a new face to them. But all the same, it's been a while we've heard the voice of our father. He's the apostle of this commission. We always talk about him. It is my privilege and a great honor that today we are going to hear his voice. Please, with a shout of praise, a clap of rain, let's invite the very reverend Christopher Atta Titriku. Put your hands together for him. To God be the great things he has done, so love he the world that he gave us his son. one of them. Increase each one of them. And because of what you plan and purpose to do in our midst not very long, bless them through the Holy Word. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. How many of you couldn't understand all that I've said all so far? You were just listening. But did you understand? Did you understand? 
That is why you should be happy that change has come. <laughs> because if change has not come, it means you are not growing. Amen. You see my head. If I were to leave the hair, you will know I'm growing. <laughs> because change, change in my hair will prove that I'm growing. God bless you. I want to preach a little to encourage you to expect the best after all this COVID-19. If you have a Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 7 to verse number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 12 from verse 7 to verse number 9. And lest I should, I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing, I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And the Lord said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen. Don't let this, the text confuse you. We are in a period of time in the world, not only in Ghana, but throughout the whole world. Something is happening and something is changing the dynamics of life everywhere, whether in Europe, America, South America, North America, Eastern Europe, Central Europe, Northern Europe, wherever, Asia, Australia, Africa, Things that are happening in the world is affecting everything and has come to affect the church of Jesus Christ. For the first time in the history of the Christian church, we celebrated Easter at home, not in church. You don't have to come to church. You are not permitted. You are not allowed. Then they turn it, okay, permission, but no permission. Come, but spend only one hour and close. All these things, the Christians question God. Instead of cooperating with God, we complain. God, why? God, are you not aware that they were planning these things? God, why didn't you stop them? God, why do you allow them to frustrate your church? God, why did you permit them to rob your people of what they ought to do for you and what you also ought to do for us? People resort to prayers. Others to fastings, 
and whatsoever. That God, oh God, do something. Oh God, intervene. Oh God, stop them. Oh God, knock their heads out. Oh God, bind them, kill them, slay them. All kinds of prayer. Because we were not comfortable with the decisions of the policy makers. We were not happy with their decisions. Not comfortable with what we see ourselves in and what we are supposed to do. So, we query God. Why God? Why God? Why God? Then we pray to God. God, this is not what we want to see. Stop them quickly. Let churches be open. Let us come to church. Let us do what you ask us to do. And from March till I don't know when they open for you. June. From March to June, God didn't answer your prayers, neither respond to your fasting. The reason I want to tell you now we are not the first people to go through whatever we are going through now. If we understand we are not the first Christians, worshippers of God, followers of God, we are not the first people. And we are not the first servants of God to be confronted with this situation, to go through these situations. If we understand it so, then we'll give credit to God that he knew before they started. God knew it and God figured it out that a time in 2020, something like this is going to hit the whole world, affect the church of God. God knew it. He foreknew it. He foresaw it. For nothing is hidden to the eyes of our God. And nothing is hidden to his understanding. He alone declares, I open no one shut, I shut no one open. I permit no one prohibit, I prohibit no one permit. God has all the power. For he has a rule over the kingdoms of men. He could have stopped them, but no. He could have prevented them, but no. Then why God? God will answer, it is for your own good. And it is for a divine purpose. For every circumstance in life, a life in Christ, every circumstance is for a divine purpose. So what good thing are we expecting from all these things? Or after COVID-19? We are, we are not business people saying businesses are going down. We are church people saying church is no longer going on. God, in Exodus chapter number 4, Exodus chapter 4, God called Moses. And gave him an assignment. 
Go to Egypt to King Pharaoh. Tell him, let my people go and worship me. Let my people go and do what? We are also talking about worship of God in COVID-19 situation. Go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Let them go and worship me. And these are the powers I've given you. When you go demonstrate all those powers. And Moses went. Thus says the God of the Israelites. Let my people go that they may worship me. Pharaoh responded. Who is Jehovah? I don't know Jehovah. Neither will I allow you to go. Get out of my face. Look at it. It was God who sent the man. Go and tell him, let my people go and worship me. But now, he was sacked with a shame and defeat. He came back and God said, go back. You know, when you go, I, Jehovah, I will harden the heart of Pharaoh that he will not let you go. Could you imagine God would do that? You told me do this and you are telling me I'm going to block the way that what I've asked you to do will not be easy. You will not do it. Such is the God we serve. So when he went again and said, God said, let my people go. He said, it is because you have no work doing. That is why you are saying worship, worship, worship. Give them extra work. Give them less material. Let them find their own material. Make the work very tedious for them. And Pharaoh did just that. And the people now turn to Moses. Is this not what we have been telling you? Leave us alone. Let us remain in this situation. Look at what you have caused us. Moses was confused. The people were confused. This is what happened in COVID. We prayed and fasted. And it was as if God was silent. And make it even worse. Praise the Lord. But what was God doing? God was, God was saying, I will harden their heart. And when I have demonstrated all my powers against the kings, their gods, and their people, they will let you go. But let me tell you, they will let you go, but you will not go empty-handed. You will go with booty of gold, silver, good things. 
How many of you would like to figure it out? That what I am telling you is that after this COVID era, there is going to be a great revival that is going to bring prosperity, that is going to bring blessings, that is going to bring honor, that is going to bring glory to the church. You will look back and say, this church, this room that have been empty, devoid of people. This is the room that have been packed, jam-packed with people until there's no space for them to sit and they are all lining up, sucking all the cars because they want to sit there. After anything of this kind, what follows is a greater blessing. And greater blessings await redeem evangel church. Whereby God is going to lift up ordinary young men to, be, to perform the works of apostles. And learned people will become great men who will surprise the world. God is going to use the ordinary to confound and dumbfound the extraordinaries. But before then, we must see ourselves as failures. Nothing is working. Nothing is growing. Nothing is progressing. But after it, there is a good news. After it, there is a good news. My last exhortation to you when I visited here was that Heaven must retain Jesus until the time of restoration of all things to the church. So Jesus is not coming until anointing is restored, prosperity is restored, power is restored, miracles are restored, breakthroughs are restored, glory of the Lord. In my prayer closer the other day, I've heard God saying, a time is coming soon. The world will be ablaze with the glory of God. Just as he has said, my glory will cover the face of the earth as the water cover the sea. The world is going to be ablaze with the glory of God. We've got himself spearheading that revival. And it doesn't matter. Any one of you that is ready, you are usable material. So, God refused to let Pharaoh bow. Why? Because he has to push Pharaoh to the wall. Whereby himself will say, I am begging you now. In the first time, you begged me to let the people go. But now, I am begging you now that go live by country. I don't know whether you are getting me right. At the first instant, they were begging Pharaoh. But God said, you wait. Whatever is happening that you say, I will not allow. Punish them the more. I, I mean, increase their task and whatever it is. I am just pushing him to the wall whereby he will now begin to beg you. And when he begins to beg you, know what to say. This is for all of you here. When God 
begin to move the millionaires and the billionaires, the professors, the judges, and the lawyers, the doctors and whatnot, the engineers into your church, you must know what to tell them. You must know what to tell them. You don't bow to them. Make them bow to you. So God was doing something. Moses was confused. Israelites were confused. But God said it was in your favor. Everybody lift up your voice and say this with me. Whatever I'm going through now, my God knows what he's doing. At the end, it will be in my favor. To the glory of God. To cut the message short. It came to a point like God said. He demonstrated his powers. God caught him up there 
spoke to him concerning many things and then opened his eyes to see many secret, mysterious things. This is the man we are talking about here. Caught up in paradise, not dead, not buried. He hear things with, with his own ears in paradise. He saw things with his own eyes in paradise. And God said, now go back. He returned to earth. And now he said, they have put thorn in my flesh. And he came down to say, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, to give me blows everywhere I go. Messenger of what? And Paul saw and knew and understood that God who caught me up alive into paradise, why should a messenger of Satan be tormenting me, blowing me, buffeting me? So he said, for this thing, everyone say for this thing. What is that thing? The messenger of Satan that is buffeting. Say for this thing, I pray to God three times that he, that messenger should depart from him. Instead of God removing the messenger of Satan, God's response is that no problem. Let the messenger of Satan be there. For one thing is certain. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. No matter whatever we are going through now, one thing I have come to live with you, always remember the grace of God will be sufficient for you. No matter whatever is happening in the church, Church, remember, the grace of God will be sufficient for us. No matter whatever is happening to the church today, always remember, the grace of God will be sufficient for us. As a member of Redeemer Evangel Church, Whatever is befalling you, whatever you are going through, whatever challenge is confronting you, one thing is certain, the undeniable fact is that God's grace will be with you and will see you through. This means I have nine, nine more minutes. <laughs> Internet of things. <laughs> Artificial intelligence. <laughs> okay. Oh. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Whether you are a man or whether you are a woman, get me right. Whatever 
is happening, whatever you are going through, whatever is challenging you, and whatever you are also challenging, the grace of the Lord will be sufficient for you to see you true, to make you victorious, to make you successful, to make you prosperous, to make you succeed, to make you progress, and will uplift you for the glory of the Lord to shine upon your life. And whatever situation you are, the victory song, the victory testimony, the victory testimony, the victory song shall soon be sung by you. And when he said, he didn't say my power will be there for you. He didn't say my anointing will be there for you. He said my grace is sufficient for you. We all need to come to terms with the meaning of grace. Meaning of grace. Don't go and look for whatever dictionary or whatever it is. Grace simply means what you do not deserve, but it's given to you, we call it grace. A position you do not deserve, but it's offered to you, we call it grace. A name that you do not deserve, but they call you that name, is called grace. So the every songwriter say, no now. No china ola o yebe amenu veve. A dopa si me jena ne podokyo le fumala o yeba amenu veve. Unko si me jena no yena ola o yebe amenu veve. This is a simple definition of the word grace. What you do not deserve. By means of qualification, academic qualification. By way of intelligence. You do not deserve it because you did not qualify. But when it is given to you, it's called grace. A name that will be called unto you. You'll be called by a name that you do not deserve. It's grace. A place you do not deserve. What you do not deserve. Money is going to come. Did you say amen? You didn't hear me. Money. Money. Oh God. Money is coming. Not because of your hard work. But because of grace. You are going to buy that land. In a better location. Not because you get a good job, but by grace. You are going to build that dream house. Not because you have enough money, surplus money, but because of grace. Your heart desire shall come to pass. Your expectation shall come to pass. Your prayers shall be answered. And your tears shall be dried up. And your sorrow shall be turned into joy. And your money shall be turned into happiness. And your, your affliction shall be turned into dancing. There is one man that is going to do this work. His name is called Grace. 
grace will see you through. Grace will protect you. Grace will supply you. Grace will promote you. Grace will be everything for you. So when you complain, God will say, my grace is there for you. When you weep and say, God, what is happening? God will reply, my grace is there with you. So henceforth, stop querying God. Comply. Don't query, comply. Oh, don't query, cooperate with God. I can see grace lifting up its head that I am with you. I shall see you true. I will make it happen. I can see grace in your life. I can see grace by your side. Everywhere you go, I can see grace. The best is yes, is yet to come our way. The best is yet to happen to us. And that is your portion in the land of the living. As long as you remain the child of God, God will take good care of you. All by his grace. Amen. Thank you for listening. And remember to share and subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now, go and live a victorious life. God bless you.